Hello and welcome to the second unit with me, Freddie. Hello and Meg. Hello everyone. I apologise in advance <laughs> this week as I have a little bit of a cold. So bear with me. I'll voice. try my best to edit out the schniffles. <laughs> Please. When they're not in the middle of your own <laughs> speaky. Okay, um, and today's episode, we are watching, or we have watched Twilight. Twilight with Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, that Twilight. Um, Meg, Meg suggested this because is it sort of like the similar sort of idea of suggesting the room that it's like a sort of so bad it's good type? Well, the thing is with Twilight. Deal. Is it, it is so bad it's good, but there are moments where you're like, oh, this is visually interesting, and then the rest of the film is awful. So um, yeah, I I feel that there were I I made a big old list of thoughts and comments. Perhaps the most thoughts and comments I've ever made <laughs> for a podcast. But a lot of them are just so incredibly surface level. In fact, they're all surface level. There's nothing to really dig into with this film it's just a lot of like little stupid jokes and observations mm. but yeah uh, a, a couple of them are are positive i thought at points <laughs> hey that's pretty good yeah so i think i'd say that this film or the whole franchise is surface level there's not really mm. much there. So we've only watched. We only, well, I don't know what you've seen, but I that this was my. The, the, I mean, obviously, I was aware of Twilight since it came out. Uh, yeah. This is the first time I've seen it, and we only. I only watched the first one. I'm only going to be talking primarily, I guess, about the first one because mm. uh, I've not seen. What is it? Another another four? I Are think... there five in total? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen any of the others? I've seen them all. Oh Jesus. Yes. Um... Because I heard that they were so bad, they're good. And I watched them, and honestly, they are so bad, they're good. Sweet. Well, I mean, at least you can find joy in them. Because I don't think... Uh, I'm not sure this was so bad it was good. I think it was just kind of bad. Yeah, Maybe. so... I don't know. I was laughing at it a lot, I suppose. I don't know. I'm I just not sure I had a good time overall. <sighs> The problem is, it's fan fiction. It's fan fiction of the Vampire Diaries. This Twilight. Right. And it was written by a Mormon. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's why it's all sort of very sexually repressed. Yeah. Um, because, so so the plot, for anyone wondering, uh, is, is a girl moves from Phoenix to where does it say she moves it's somewhere sort of up north america like washington or forks washington that's what i said i'm very clever (laughs) please please acknowledge my cleverness please don't okay um so she moves from phoenix to washington happy happy sunny sunny uh, to dreary, dreary, rainy, cloudy, which is important because there are vampires in Forks, Washington, who can't go in the sun. Otherwise, they sparkles. They go. We can't go in Phoenix. They'll be too sparkly. Um, so Bella uh, moves from Phoenix to Washington with her. Um, she gets in the car, and she gets out the car, and. 
both of these shots, she is clutching a, a cactus, <laughs> just in case you forgot where she was from. Um, it, so quirky. It, it really appears to be her prized possession. Um, at least I thought. I thought this cactus might come up again at some point. It did not. Because <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought that, but she was clutching it for dear life, and I thought, oh, is that like her best friend? Is this all she's got? Is there going to be a part in the film where she's like, I'm missing home, and she forlornly looks over at this cacti, and she's like, I miss Phoenix. But no, didn't come up again. Terrible. Um, and she goes to a new school, and there is a vampire at the school, <laughs> and she falls in love with the vampire, and oh, that's sort of everything worth mentioning, right? Oh, there is a lot, <laughs> a lot to unpack here. Firstly, yeah. if I was a vampire and I was immortal and I was hot and everything, why would I hmm. be repeating school again and again and again? Okay, I did. I did think this. I thought at one point, what, what, wait, so he's a vampire? Is he really old? And then he says, "And I was born in 1900." And I thought. Well, why, why are you at school? Mm. You don't need to go to school. You're an old man. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like I figured that you don't really need to do this to blend in because you could pass for, you know, 20, having just graduated, if, if that's what you need to do. So Robert Patterson was 21, when he filmed, so clearly he could pass for 21, like the character, because the actor is. So just say, yeah, I just finished school, and then you don't have to go to school for the rest of your life. But then they go to his house, and he's got all these graduation caps, and it's like... It's weird. The earlier you pretend to be, the longer you can stay in one place, which I thought was pretty... Oh, yeah, so, all okay. right. That's pretty clever. There. So he, like, their family will go to a new place. He'll, you know, in his in his seventeen-year-old <laughs> body, you know, or twenty-one-looking body, say, "I'm, I'm, I'm sixteen or fifteen. Oh, I don't know." And they'll say, "God, you're really weird, old-looking fifteen-year-old." And then he'll just never change. And then by the time. He's, you know, I'm 30 and I'm working in this factory. They'll go, God, you look very young. Mm. And then someone will think, you know what? I don't think you've ever aged a day. And they go, oh, bye, we're going to move. See ya. See ya. And that's another graduation cap for the graduation cap wall. Yeah, but I still think it's weird. Why, like... It's a bit weird, especially if you're going to start falling in love with... Children. Uh, children. Children. <laughs> Let's not gloss it up. Yes. She's a child. He's a full-blown 109-year-old. Yes. She's a child. Yes. And <laughs> I just... watched this with uh, my partner, Joe, and Joe was saying... Joe made the very good point of what if instead of being bit when he was 17 in you know, 1910 or 12. What if he was bit when he was 80 in 1980? Because that would be... They'd have the exact same relationship. It's just he would look 80. No, you got a good point. Yeah, that's like... That's, that's true. That He would be, the. I mean, more or less the same person because he is 
a hundred and odd years old. It'd just be he'd uh, he'd be an eighty year old looking, a hundred and twenty year old instead of a seventeen year old looking. It's weird. It upsets me a lot. <laughs> the, the thing is with these films is I don't. If I was a producer and I said, "All right, pitch me your idea for a film," and you come down, you sit down, you're like, "Well, it's repressed vampire diary smut." I would mm. not invest in that, but someone did, and it made so much money. Yeah, like, it's true. At school, there would be like, "Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob?" And you'd say, Team Jacob? Jesus, of course I am. No. No, you don't. Shock boy all the way. Spoiler alert, <laughs> in the third film, he kisses Bella without consent and she punches him and breaks her hand. So we're not Team oh Jacob God. or Team Edward because they're oh both toxic God. human beings. I'm Team... Uh, I'm Team Charlie. <laughs> team, team one of those two kids that asked her out in this film <laughs> and she just, just totally ignores them. Yeah. The first one is like, hey, Bella, you want to go to prom with me? And someone, like, bumps in between them, and Bella's like, all right, see you later. And <laughs> she wasn't even listening to him. And the second one, she comes, second one, bloke comes right up to her and says, hey, Bella, you want to go to prom with me? And he's just not in focus, and she's looking over his shoulder, just making steamy eyes with Edward. And she's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> it's awful. No, it's not. Imagine being that boy. I know it's like asking someone out to prom. It's hard work. <laughs> and they go, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Or they don't even give you a response and they go, hey, see you later. <laughs> Terrible. Or even worse, pass you on to their friend, which is what Bella does. Yeah, she'll say, <laughs> no, but this one will say yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, this film does, ha- however, have my favourite cinematic moment and that's when Bella goes round to Edward's house for dinner and they go yeah oh her name's Bella she has to be Italian <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that was a weird line too because I mean she's not is she no she's not at all and, and then because they're vampires and, <laughs> and but they're but they're quote-unquote vegetarian vampires they only eat like animals they hunt mm. and they don't eat humans i don't uh, think they know the definition they... of vegetarian <laughs> no, no i don't think they do uh and they say you're giving us our first opportunity to use our kitchen in years and she's like i already ate <laughs> no she's not see edward's such a snake for that as well because she was happy <laughs> with the second meal and he was like she already ate what is snake? Yeah, actually, to be fair, uh, someone who, uh, you know, when I was when I was courting Joe, I'd go around to her house, Please. have dinner, because her, her folks would eat at, like, sort of four or five, and I'd come home, my folks would eat at about eight, and I'd get two <laughs> dinners. Tidy. Loved it. I'd do the two-dinner shuffle after school. Tidy. Yeah. No. I bet Bella was, Bella was looking for that Italian two-dinner shuffle. Oh, would you be mad if, like, say, you went to Joanne's parents for dinner? Yeah. And yeah. then she came around to yours. Mad. And then your parents yeah. like, oh, we've made dinner, and Joanne's like, I already ate. And you were like, <laughs> you were like, Joanne, I want my second dinner. Joe, you're talking us out of a second dinner. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> Not that Joanne ever would, because she's so polite. <laughs> but yeah, no. 
Seriously, what? That's the worst piece of dialogue ever. It's, it's, it's up there with the room, I think. It makes no sense. It's odd. And it, yeah. it feels so out of place. And then the sister... That is a very room-like line, isn't it? She gets so mad for no reason. She breaks the bowl. Mm. And that made me cringe. It was a cringe-worthy scene. Edward and Bella's relationship. There is so, so much wrong with it. Uh, I made a note at the start of the film. See if I can find it. Uh, uh, one conversation in between Ed and Bella, and it's my least favourite thing. Let's see if that stands. And then I came back to this <laughs> sentence on my phone at the end of the film. Dash, it did. <laughs> it was consistently my least favourite part of the film was when the two main characters were talking to each other. Like, so he stalks her. He stalks yes. her? He 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 watches her while she sleeps. Mm, yeah. Which that's breaking the first the time it the first time it happens she she he, she doesn't know his his true nature yet. Uh, she wakes up in the night and he's at the foot of her bed. Mm. And he goes she goes and she turns the lights on and he's gone and she says in like her voiceover like and that was the first time I dreamt about Edward but you know it's pretty obvious. Even at that point, and but especially by the end of the film, that wasn't a dream. He was just there. Yeah. Um, if I am having dreams where I wake up and there's someone standing at the foot of my bed, no matter how hot they are, I'm not going to think, ooh, I think I like them. I'm <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, you would. You would be absolutely terrified. And not only that, <clears throat> who wants to be with someone who's cold? Always cold. What? No one. Depends on the season. Uh, He'll yeah, be my, right. my summer boy. Fair enough. Because, honestly, she can't even breathe without him criticising her. It's a very <laughs> odd think? thing. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're really weird with me. Let's just be friends. And he's like, you don't want to be friends with me. Like, for what? <laughs> what is that attitude? <laughs> yeah, he flip-flops a lot in, like, the first sort of hour he of this film. He gaslights her as well. She's he like, does. I saw that. He's like, you hit your <laughs> <Maybe>. head. <laughs> so illegal. That's the thing as well. So, so a car uh, almost hits Bella, almost pins her between two cars, <laughs> and Edward, uh, dreamy, dreamy Edward, jumps in, uh, stops the car from smushing her, and he leaves a big dent in the car with his hand. Yeah. Uh, but then he he runs off before anyone, uh, I guess, sees that he was there or or mm. sees what he really did yeah he's super so when speedy. they come out yeah when they come when everyone crowds around it's like oh my god did i just kill bella and everyone's like is she okay and there's this great big dent in the side of this guy's car uh, is everyone under the impression that bella made that <laughs> dent with her head i think so and then she goes to the hospital and and the doctor's like nah she's fine they must, crazy they must, honestly although the guy although the doctor that checks her is also is Mr. Cullen's dad, vampire, so maybe he's just like <laughs> just brushing this one under the rug. He gaslights her too. What does he do? Because she's like, oh, I would have been crushed if Edward wasn't there. And she was, he was like, oh, well, I guess you're just very lucky. No, mm. he's a vampire. There's no luck involved. That was easy for him. Easy yeah, and peasy. I think Bella, Bella at one point uh, says about this instant, when uh, Ed, Edward doesn't want to then go out with her, 
she says she says if you don't want to go out with me or if you don't want to be my friend then why didn't you let me just get crushed by those cars well that's not the same it's not it's not one or the other bella mm. it's not <laughs> it's not let someone die or go out with them you know you can you can save someone's life and then you know not want to shag them <laughs> That is that is possible. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Why did why did you save my life if you don't want to be with me? Because I don't want people to die. <laughs> Just sort of in general. It's like a general thing that I have where I don't like watching people get crushed by cars. There's also this romantic dialogue that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable, which is the lion fell in love with the lamb. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel physically sick. He's quite, quite like no, no dressing it up, referring to Bella as prey. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's sort of that's all part of the. That's not like off tone for the film, is it? No, but it's uncomfortable. Fantasy that's being set up here. It's, it's, it's making love to a stick of dynamite that might just, just bite you and kill you at any point. No, because they can't. Oh, God, right. imagine what he'd do. So he'd go into some sort of frenzy. You're trying to. Uh, well, last film. <laughs> you, oh, for real. <laughs> for real. You try and like build up this tension by, like you say, having a stick of dynamite that's about to go off because you guys just want to do it and everything. Mm. But you never like. No one does it. So where's the tension go? It's just always there. And it's an uncomfortable film to watch. The whole time you're thinking like, oh, he's gonna have a go at her for this. She's gonna like move once, and he's gonna have a go at her. He's yeah. He's... Well, it's like a uh, Hitchcock, uh, because this film is uh, deserves to be analysed through the lens of Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> um, said about tension is is you know like there's a bomb under a table. And people are having a conversation, sitting at this table, and they don't know the bombs there. He says the worst thing you can ever do is blow up that bomb because then you've lost your tension so really Edward and Bella True. can never have sex because then that's the the whole all these the all your whole fan base the ones that are most committed to this will immediately lose interest oh don't panic I am 100% you're not going to watch the rest I'm 100% if any of our viewers have watched Twilight they have definitely watched them all <coughs> they do it that's the tension built then she gets pregnant with a vampire baby. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, because that's the baby. The baby looks really weird and CG and... Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, weird, scary baby. Yeah. There's a lot of moments in Twilight that made me uncomfortable like that, like the spider monkey and whatnot. Um, the CG in it, not great. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, very obvious wire work isn't there yes yes like when he when they're climbing up a tree it's just it's just robert patterson or or his stunt double whatever it is someone just obviously being hoisted up like sort of parallel (laughs) to a tree and he's just going "Eh, Mm. just barely touching with any of his limbs the tree in front of him He, he he looks like he's not touching like barely grazing this tree that he's supposed to be climbing up oh that's weird and the same when he runs up a hill and he (laughs) 
looks like he's in the green hill zone of Sonic. Yeah, it... I just... I don't vibe with how they decided to do it. Like, sure, they actually had the actors running and then um, pulled them on treadmills in order to get that effect. Right, was that how they did it? Yeah, so they had green screen or they'd be on location. They'd put down dolly tracks, have the camera parallel to it and have the actors run on a treadmill and have the treadmill going faster. Mm. So that's where you get that weird, like, dislocated motion. Because their motions don't match I their see. steps in regards to... No, yeah. They don't at all. And that's why it looks crazy weird. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird dislocation of motion and I don't like it because it's hammy. Going back to hammy. We've seen hammy in a good light. We've seen hammy in a we disagree light. Now we've seen hammy in a it's a it's a bad it's, just, it's hammy. just uncomfortably hammy. And this film The original is hammy. source of ham. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um I also thought that for someone who keeps reliving high school and stuff. Yeah. Like I get that he's listening to the old classics that he'd love knowing like the old classical music and everything. But you, 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 you try to fit in a little bit, right? Mm, well, he had a lot of music there. I reckon he's he's picked up the best bits from... A bit of Green Day. From all the ages. <laughs> no, not a bit of Green Day. <laughs> Paramore, that's the... I said the best bits. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you talking about? In the film, there's Paramore. Oh, is it actually in the yeah. film? Fair enough. And Muse. <laughs> yes. Great Muse track in the film. One of the, one of my favourite Muse tracks, along with one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in cinema. A lot of people disagree with you because a lot of people love this scene. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's just it's just it's basically every worst part of this film, just crammed into one scene. Oh no! It's it's so close to playing though. baseball. Like when Victoria catches Victoria, who's our villain, um, she catches a ball and she's like. I'm the one with the cricket curveball, and everyone's like, "Oh, big talk!" It's like I don't know what she said. She just said she caught the ball, and like it's meant to be like she's yeah. trying to show down. Like, well, how? Yeah, it's it's odd. It's almost. I'll be honest. I'll I'll admit in that scene I was watching it with Joe, and they said we always got to wait for for a storm to play baseball, and we we were like halfway into the scene. I said, Joe said, why does it have to be a storm? And she said, because their, their, their baseball hits sound like thunder. And I was like, oh, that went right over my head. Yeah, and it's the, the fact that that went over I think over I should watch head. all these films with someone else because I am quite thick. No, but like the point is, she even says it. So like the fact that it still went over your head shows that it's not very good storytelling. Or maybe I was just checked out at this oh, point. Oh, okay, fair enough. I think my Joe had a bit of trouble uh, keeping up with that scene. He was like, "Why, why are they doing it when it's raining or something like that?" Bless him. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's a good scene. It's a good scene. I'll tell you why. So Alice, our character Alice, she goes to pitch the ball and she lifts her leg above her shoulder in order to throw the ball. And I don't know why she does that. It's weird. For the, for the, but for the pure aesthetic. It's iconic because every time I go to throw a ball, I'm like, "Hi oh, guys, look, I'm Alice from Twilight." <laughs> so, yeah, you probably just fall over. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. Um. Mm. Yes. No. 
<laughs> okay. So, what do you like to say about this film? Let's let's unpack some, shall we? Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty funny for for beings that live hundreds of years. Um, you know where where these are probably probably have sort of some sort of psychological mindset where you know they're above humans humans in terms of lifespan and just above all this yeah how how quickly they accepted bella into their into their fold do you know what i mean yeah rosalie's the only one who makes any sense in this whole thing is she the one that is not happy with her yeah. joining the gang? Well, yeah. Um, or or maybe not just not being happy, but being like, whoa, whoa, guys, family, whatever. Should we, should we just see if Edward and Bella's relationship, you know, lasts longer than a week before we just completely invite her in? Yeah, there are a lot of adult decisions for a child. Yeah. It's like Bella's this ride or die. I mean, she's she's... These are hundreds of year old... People, she's only seventeen. She's a, she's a. I mean, she's not just a child. She's a baby to them. Yeah, she is. She's lived like a fingernail of their lifetime and the yeah. anatomy of her body. You know, it's a. Uh, it's very uncomfortable at points to watch that. I think, because when you're watching it, you kind of get lulled into the sense that oh, they're the same age because they look the same age. But when you think about it, or you, yeah, you just have any critical thought about it, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's... Which isn't good, you know. No. If if the if all you need to do is switch your brain on for zero point five seconds and the film starts falling apart, it's not it's not a good film. No, or the book because you know, I if I was Bella's friend, I would be calling up the Freedom Program to say, look, she's with this guy, and he's hitting all like nine areas of domestic abuse distinction he's controlling <laughs> he isolates her from her family yes you know um, won't let her have male friends no no um, gaslights her makes her feel like yes. it's her fault that they're together when he's like got his arm around her and she's happy for like the first time in the entire film and he's like well I'm breaking <laughs> all the rules so what a way to put a downer on it. Like, come on. Now have a moment. <laughs> the first time he smells her as well. Like, he he has an orgasm, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. He is about to break that science desk in half. <laughs> and then she just thinks she stinks. And I've got to admit, there's this thing in... Um, film called the perceptive gaze and because she thought mm. she stunk after that when she smelled her hair and before that scene or i think it's briefly after that scene she goes to an italian restaurant i forever have the image that bella smells like garlic in my head <laughs> i mean why else would they think she's italian right because her name's bella because her name's bella she must be italian speaking of weird lines there's there's a line there's a few weird like I mean a lot of weird lines but one is he says to her you're like my own personal brand of heroin 
<laughs> which like I <laughs> I don't have a lot of desire to do heroin but <laughs> an own personal brand so. of heroin does does make it sound very designer doesn't it yeah it does but it's not a good thing he's given her compliments <laughs> that are so backhanded because who yeah. in their right mind who wants to be addicted to heroin your heroin personified uh thanks thank you i've destroyed millions of lives and i'm about to destroy yeah. yours and then and also when he's talking about uh being a quote-unquote vegetarian <laughs> who uh which means he only eats animals but not humans he says it's like a human eating tofu keeps me strong but never fully satisfied i, I like tofu <laughs> And there are a lot of uh, cultures that know, eat tofu actual, as a staple. Yeah, an actual vegetarian or vegans who uh, get on quite well with it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Cullen. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of weird little quins like that, aren't there? Yeah. There's um, when he's like describing what people think in the restaurant. And he goes around and he's yeah. like, sex, money, sex. And he's like, cat. What does that mean? He's thinking about his cat. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I think I think the point is, <laughs> everyone's either thinking about sex or money. Apart from that guy, he loves his cat. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think, Megan, it's supposed to be a joke. I didn't get it. <laughs> and I love jokes. <laughs> And I'm a comedy queen, I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's also funny how um, he can't read her mind. And yeah. <laughs> at least in this film, that's never explained. So I like to just think it's because she is just like a vapid, vacant drooling simpleton who literally has nothing going on in her head <laughs> like um you know the simpsons yeah you know when homer anytime homer has a thought and it does the close pan up into his brain and it's just yeah. the clapping monkey going like boing boing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh or the one where uh, otto moves in and he's like blasting music from the garage and He's like, will you guys turn that down? I can't hear myself think. And they turn the music off and it pans up to his head. I want a peanut. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the Simpsons did do a piss, uh, a mick take off Twilight. And it made me laugh yes. because it was Daniel Radcliffe. Was it? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. My favourite thing about these films in general, is Robert Patterson, because no one hates Twilight more than Robert Patterson. Oh, God, yeah, I've seen him in some interviews. His interviews are happy about it, is he? No, he's not. He, um... He loathed every second, and he's a weird guy. They've just, um... He is a weird guy. ...released a Lighthouse extended version. That's an extra 20 minutes, but the extra 20 minutes is just Robert Patterson doing more masturbating. So... Oh, nice. Yeah. Sign me up. So it's, um, he's a weird guy. And it, I think he was right for the role, but it clearly damaged him. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> thankfully didn't 
or probably did, but didn't at least end his career. <laughs> no, because he's very, very good. He did manage to continue to on and, and show us all that he's got a bit more going for him than Edward Cullen. Or Cedric Diggory. Or Cedars. Mm. Cedric Diggory. I did think um, that it's <coughs> amazing that anyone in this film continued to have a career mm. after this series. And I, I, was, I was having a look at uh, you know the key casts, mm. IMDb before and after. So Kristen Stewart. She's been uh, in a few things. She had been in a, a couple of things beforehand. Um, have you seen Zathura? No, but I've seen Adventureland. So she was in Zathura. On. Sorry? She's in Adventureland with... Yes, I think that Jesse may Eisen. have been after the fact. Was it? Yes. Oh. I think. Interesting. Potentially. Um, or probably during the the saga. Yeah. But I think at least after this first one. But yeah, she's gone on and done some pretty interesting stuff afterwards. Mm. Um, Anna Kendrick, I think this was sort of her breakout role. Which is amazing, because um, you know Anna Kendrick says that she doesn't remember doing any of the Twilights. <laughs> Why? Was she just... No, she just forgot. They did an interview. She just forgot. They were like, how was your experience on Twilight? And she was like, I'm in that film. <laughs> so clearly it went well. Right. Yeah. Well she's she's had a pretty great career as well. Yeah. After the fact. Scott Pilgrim. Up in the air. Mm. Great films. Uh Robert Patterson, as we said, this was not his first thing. Cedric Diggory and a couple of things beforehand and afterwards he's done astonishing stuff with the lighthouse and good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, great career um, but where uh, th- uh, this all changes is um, for someone you may be able to guess who I think this was a real step up <laughs> a little old shark boy <laughs> no we will not have shark boy blasphemy on this channel well we will because it's terrible, and I think that this is probably better. Uh, so, Taylor Lautner, well done. You've uh, improved your career with Twilight, which no one should be able to say. Yeah, and now he's doing weird indie British comedies. Mm, he was in Cuckoo, wasn't he? Yes. It's good in that. Mm. Well done, Taylor. You finally made something good. He also has one of the best lines in the entire saga. Which is when he sees Bella yes. for a while, and he's like, "Bella, where you been, Loka?" <laughs> oh dear. The uh, Esme, Esme, the wife. Who's Esme? Carlisle's oh, wife. The wife. Okay. She yes. was recently in The Haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It was very good. I'm not really like, I like spooky things and things like that but yes. I don't watch them to take them seriously as something well old horror films I think high art but like modern you know like Maleficent whatnot, not um, Malignant or whatever I don't necessarily view them as something that should be analysed to an extent because they're, they're like a horror uh, a horror roller coaster, right you watch it to get scared but Hill House was a very good horror series no no leave me out <sighs> okay I'm pulling a, I'm pulling a He's pulling disappointed a... face, but I like yes, horror, and I like German expressionism. But recently, horror has become 
minus a couple of um a couple of films like Midsummer and whatnot, has become a bit like a roller coaster where it exists specifically for jump scares and it lacks in narrative and it lacks in cinematic judgment that makes it visually interesting. It's the same thing. Like, look at all the conjuring films. They're all kind of the same thing, right? Packaged. Or Annabelle. Mm. And those are like the big yeah. ones. So I feel like horror is losing its touch. But she was recently in Hill House, which I really enjoyed because it brought me back to old horror films that I love. And also she's in the second Hill House, which is a remake series of The Innocence. The mm. 1930s horror film. So she's been up to some really interesting stuff. I really enjoyed them. I recommend them. But this is about Twilight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think. I mean, every every there's always rubbish being made. Mm. You know, you look back at, at all these old horror films, and you're saying these. In the past, horror had artistic merit, and and now it's gone all rubbish. But, Not all rubbish, because like I say, there are but, some. Well, exactly. That's my point, and and. If you were living through these these times where all these great old horror films were coming out, you'd also see all of the bad ones that are coming out. It's just, you know, they have been forgotten and lost to time because yeah. no one wants to remember them. There's, there's plenty of, of amazing stuff coming out, and but all the all the all the trash, you know, that's just what we're going to dis- disregard as a society, you know. But the trash is the one that's gaining your... the traction. Is why nah. I say because I don't think I don't think the Conjuring films have gained as much traction as say Get Out, which is one of the best horror films. True. Ever. True. In my opinion, I did forget about Jordan Peele, and I also forgot about the guy who directs The Witch. They're making some good horrors recently. Mm, Robert Eggers. That's it, Eggers. Because The Lighthouse is kind of like horror. And Ari Aster with Hereditary and Midsummer. Mm, yeah, but this is what I mean. Like, these are really, really great films, but when people say horror, you instantly think of cheesy colourway like Ouija and things like that. And I think of Boris Karloff. <laughs> okay. My boy. Well, I think that horror is great and she's doing some great things and I'm glad to see that there is a revival of horror art because horror is for a while anyway went stagnantly into a hammy genre trope and it's Ham. definitely um, definitely up on the rise it's uh, yes, very I good so. so yes I've written here that's a bouncy apple oh I hated that so much <laughs> I hated it. It angered me because, right, the the hands yeah. holding the apple is the book cover. Oh, yes, right? isn't it? Yeah. But if you're going to do cute little whimsical references, why make them so <laughs> obvious and obviously fake? No one catches an well, apple it, like it that. Well, it passed me by. <sighs> yeah, drop the but... apple and Ed just comes in with his foot barely kicks it and he goes whoop right back up I thought it was great <laughs> bouncy apple <laughs> it's not great please uh, and also speaking of uh, funny little inside meta jokes did you did you did you catch her in it Stephanie Myers yes <laughs> <laughs> yes I did 
Here's your breakfast, Stephanie. Thank you. I will now continue writing my novel, Twilight. She doesn't say that. I didn't didn't think she did. But she's she's in a cafe writing on her laptop. <laughs> yeah, um, I would never. Which begs the question: um, Is all of this, uh, you know, within within the narrative, within the film, is all this within Stephanie Meyer's head? Ooh. Does her existence not imply some sort of if this is the dream, who is the dreamer type situation? got yourself a theory there my friend <laughs> I'm not buying it sell it to me yes uh, no because it has no merit oh. and neither does this film right um, don't sell it to me I've lost interest no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever Kristen Stewart is asked a question mm. in this film her face goes through sort of the same five micro Expressions. Yes, it does. Each time, which is going to be difficult to uh, sort of illustrate in an audio podcast. But um, no, everyone Meg, knows. Just quickly ask me. Uh, okay. What's the weather like today? What's the weather like today, my dude? Okay, so I'm going to go. I'm going to shock that someone's asked me a question, and then I'm going to go concern, and then I'm going to go oh, oh, apologetic a bit, and then I'm going to go, oh, apathetic, oh, and then I'm going to do a little. I'm going to do a little head shake, and then I'm going to do like uh, all the while like ten blinks, but 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 but, and then I'm going to go. But it's it's a bit rainy. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> um, honestly, I I feel uncomfortable with Kristen Stewart's performance the whole time because I feel like she's about to get her throat slit. Like, there's. Fuck, she's being held hostage. Yeah, I do. I feel like she's been held hostage. There's some geezer that's coming up and around asking for for money from her, and she doesn't want to give it to him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like. Like, Kristen Stewart's not a bad actress at all, I don't think. I think no. she has. She's great in some other things. But for some reason, all <laughs> directors. Some an hour. So, yeah, but. In Twilight, she's not hitting the mark. Bella is the most stagnantly no. stale character. She has nothing original to her. She's meant to be this girl that people would sacrifice their lives for. But in the nicest way I can say that, what does Bella have that's worth sacrificing for? <laughs> like, she doesn't... Like She's just... It's as if you brought every insecure teenage girl... Chucks them into a room, shook it, added plain Jane in there, and then boom, you got yourself Bella plain Swan. Plain Jane, Bella Swan. You know? Is she Italian though? Because her name's Bella. <laughs> it's uh, but I, I was heartbroken when Bella walked out on her dad, and I won't forgive her for that. Charlie's mm. her relationship with her dad, I think, is is the best part of the film. Mm. Maybe the best acted yes. part of the film. Because it's just awkward, but it's awkward in a way where you can tell, you know, this is a distant father and they're moving in for the first time in however many years. Yeah. And it was, it was it was good. There were, there were bits to infer from the way they spoke to each other and you could tell there was genuine care, mm. but also genuine awkwardness. Yes. Um, it's just, a, it, you see, that's where her the acting the way she did made sense. But then... 
that's just her 24-7 as well, so it sort of falls a bit flat. Although, um, yeah, I know that her being this sort of moody, grungy, flannel-wearing girl who doesn't smile and is always a bit shocked and concerned is made fun of, but that probably is the way I would also act if my friends were such dorks. Yeah, because the worm... Like, oh my god, her all of her friends are so annoying in this. Yeah. The worm boy. First week of school. You don't even get you don't even get a chance. First week of first day what's his name? Like Eric runs hey, up baby. to you and says, Hey, I'm your I'm your tour guide, I'm your I'm your encyclopedia, I'll be whatever you want me to be and you're like, Oh Jesus Christ and then you go and they and you go to lunch and you know, you don't know anyone yet and you're like, Oh this guy knew me was kinda nice, you sit with their friends and it's probably like, you know, you're a week into school and you're like, I have fallen into a friend group that I despise. <laughs> so I'm going to come to school every day and give them as little as possible. Yeah, they are very annoying. Back to that uh, baseball scene. Okay. Just very briefly. Um, when the baddies show up, because the baddies show up. Yeah. They have a very, very cheesy motif uh, oh. on the soundtrack wherever they come up there's like this sort of willy 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 like guitar and like every time they speak he's like willy 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 it's great I thought it was absolutely hilarious there's um there's drama there because Victoria becomes the villain of the next two films after this one right and that actress you see in Twilight is replaced with Bryce Dallas Howard for Eclipse because Bryce Dallas Howard was originally oh. offered the role for Twilight, but she didn't see the film mm. as being big enough, so she turned it down. <laughs> but now, then she said yes later. Yeah, of which Summit, which is the company that produced the Twilight and Twilight films, said that mm. the original Victoria could not make it due to scheduling conflicts, of which she said, that's not true. I was absolutely free. They just fired me. And they fired me illegally at that. Oh my god. Hi. Twilight drama. But she's the better, best Victoria. How dare so. you. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else have I got? Um, there's a lot of uh, sort of quite up close free hand, sorry, handheld um, camera work. Yes. In this, it's sort of like almost purposefully shaky, like, you know, the guys up there just sort of going with the camera. Yeah. Um, like, like, like it's handheld never stays sort of completely still, not through the whole film, mm. just sort of a lot of it. But have you seen a film called uh, The House That Jack Built by Lars von Trier? No. That has the same sort of camera work, yeah. but it's like almost the whole film. And it's so sort of annoying and uncomfortable and like makes you feel sort of ill. But that's, I think that's sort of the point yeah. in the house that Jack built. I don't think that was the point here, but it has the same effect. <laughs> it was just like, oh God, just, just put it, just, just find someone, for the love of God, find this man a tripod. And it was very blue as well. It was shaky and blue. Yeah. I had... And again, I I think... I think the blue was probably 
on purpose because it's a very no, no, it is on purpose. Ugly color palette. This film. Yes, and I know it's meant to represent Forks being a dark and drizzly. It's like pathetic fallacy, isn't it? Um, yeah. But when when you frame your characters like this, if you were trying to make a character that's likable, relatable to girls, and somehow it still worked, but to frame them as this boring. Um, unoriginal, dull, grisly character. It makes the film dull. Grizzly. And Twilight is essentially yeah. a dull film because there are moments where you think it's really pretty. There are loads of shots of the landscape, like aerial views and whatnot. And like I say, I like Bella's dad. I think he's one of the most redeeming characters in it. The the guy plays yeah. his character well, and it's a, yeah. it's a developed relationship, which is more than anything else we're going to get from these films. But even those moments that have genuine genuine thought behind them unfortunately fall short because of everything else yeah I thought it was uh, so that the dad hands her something at one point and says you know keep keep this with you keep you safe um they don't say what it was and I, you know I guess I guess I'm I'm sheltered because I didn't know what it was until later in the film yeah where he says still got that pepper spray i didn't know i was like what is that like a like a flashlight or it looked like a grenade maybe or a, or a flashbang <laughs> and i was like yeah. i don't even know <laughs> just chekhov's flashbang in the final <laughs> final fight is she's just gonna let off like a big that'd <gasps> be hilarious i was waiting for that but no, no. pepper spray pepper spray I mean, she did let it off in the final fight, but, you know. He's a vampire, so they didn't do he's anything. He's pepper spray, and he's a vampire. He didn't care. But one of the first things Johnny Knoxville did with Jackass <laughs> is um, uh, sub- subjecting himself to everything in, like, a sort of riot gear <laughs> person's arsenal. So he, like, gets shot by a rubber bullet and... Uh, Tased, and he even puts a um a bulletproof vest on and gets shot in the chest. Um, uh, but he also gets pepper sprayed, and I think he maintains that getting pepper sprayed throughout his whole career and is the most painful thing he's ever been through. They've just so don't get pepper sprayed. They've developed a pepper spray for all you women out there. Like if someone tries to attack you, you spray it in their face. And it leaves their eyes pink for a week. It's a dye. Oh it God. dyes their face. Really? Yeah. Jeez. So. Like a marked bill. Yes. And that's how it should be. Because yeah. us girls got to protect ourselves. PSA. Don't date people Absolutely. like Edward. Because dating people like Edward will make you feel bad. And also, don't date people like Edward. Or Jacob. Uh, because he won't get pepper... If you try and pepper spray him, he won't care. <laughs> he won't care. It'll fall straight off his face. Yeah, he'll be like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> I I invented pepper spray. I was there at the beginning. You need, you need the garlic spray. <laughs> it's never addressed. Oh, no, it is addressed that they can use garlic, isn't it? Oh, is there a line where it's like, <laughs> that's a myth, and he just eats a whole clove of garlic, and Bella's like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I wish. I wish that. No, it's like when they chop him Italian food and they do a little close-up of a chopping board chopping the garlic. Ah, oh, do yeah. they? Right, fair enough. Yeah. It's distressing. <laughs> Go on, next note. 
Um, almost out. Uh, I've actually only got um, good things to say now. <laughs> positives, because we didn't segue into these positives very nicely because we weren't being very positive today. Um, it was good at the start. I thought it was a good little detail where uh, it's where Anna Kendrick's giving her the lowdown on all all the Cullens as they're walking into the cafeteria one by one for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then Edward comes in last, and uh, she says, and that's Edward Cullen, and he's a, he's he's the bad boy of the group. She doesn't say that, but she says some stuff, yeah. and but she he does say. Um, apparently no one's good enough for him because he hasn't, you know, been with anyone and it sort of cuts from, from sort of, you know, sort of wide shot because they're watching him from across the room but he, he does like a little smile, a little laugh and it's because, you know, he's got his he's got his bat like hearing. He heard it. He heard her say that. Yeah. And he can he read says, her mind. Edward. No one's good enough for it. And he goes, huh. <laughs> He agrees. <laughs> but like at that point, you don't know that he could hear her. But I thought he's a vampire. He probably heard that, and that's probably why he chuckled just there. Yeah. But I thought it was good. It's a good little detail. Um, and my second, final note, final positive note, final note overall. Uh, oh the bit where Bella's getting harassed and uh, Edward uh, like screeches around the corner and is like, like Volvo or something. Um, it was like for a film that is is full of of terrible weird wire work stunts and horrible quick cuts where you're like wait what's happening the bits in that scene with that car so he screeches around the corner it's like a wide shot no cuts he just comes around the corner and then when he leaves he does like this crazy handbrake turn and flips around and it's all just one wide shot it's like yeah that's a that's how you direct something like that. Oh. Well done. <laughs> I liked that. I liked the framing of it. Yeah. I absolutely 100% agree with you. What I don't agree with, though, <laughs> is using a scene that is like... So, Stephanie Ryan's like, I'm putting the scene in to show the dangers that women face, blah, blah, blah. Bella's about to be assaulted by a group of men. And it's quite a serious topic. So, what do you do? Product placement, my friends. Product placement. <laughs> A serious discussion. Um, yes. What do you have? Oh, look at Edward's brand new Volvo. Like, yes, the yes. camera angles... If it is a Volvo. Was it a it's Volvo? A Volvo. It's definitely it a Volvo. It's a Volvo. Every Cullen drives a Volvo. Every Cullen drives a Volvo. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you say, that angling is amazing. But what takes away from that angling is that it's done for the purposes of product placement. And it angers me right. because it's like well, you had something original. Product placement has a has a... Has an upside. <laughs> Takes away from serious and conversations, it's... but yes. cool cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's my hot take on that. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty hot take. Sorry about um, that. Overall, I'm gonna give this film a. It's a it's a, it's a three or a four. I'm going to say three. It's a three out of ten. I will give it a four. And I'll give it a four for Alice's kick in the baseball scene. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Leg go up. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Ooh. 
Any any final thoughts on this um, absolute train wreck? Final thoughts, I'd say watch Twilight if you haven't watched it for the sake of watching Twilight and then you can join in on all of the jokes. It's trending at it the moment. It is culturally relevant. It is. It's <laughs> It impacted a lot of girls. Children. So, um... Not really anything to dig your teeth into, but if you like something cheesy and you like men who will literally kill you, it's a film for you. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much for thank you. listening to this episode of The Second Unit. So kind. Goodbye. Bye. And uh, what was it last week? Like and subscribe oh, yeah. and tell us what you want to hear. And yeah, because we blah, blah, blah. do not engage at all. Do not engage. <laughs>